Hey, Jim and Dee. It's Tim from Westchester, New York. Just wanted to say, Jim, great podcast. I am 100% behind you on the news media. This is why I look forward to your podcast every week, because I try not to listen to any crap on the way to work. So, take care. Hey, how are you guys? Um, hope you're well. You know, I don't even know how we got here. I don't... I, I've been traveling, and this is the first time in my life where when I was done traveling, came home, and there were Christmas trees up. And I went, holy crow, what, what, where are we? What, what the hell is going on? It's like, when's Christmas? Isn't Christmas the end of the month? Like, yeah, two weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks? I haven't started anything yet. So we're on it. Um, I got a lot to talk about today. I didn't have a lot. I wanted to. But now I'm I'm kind of inspired by all of you because the way you've been writing to me and texting and Writing on the Facebook and writing on the Instagram and on the Patreon page. I'm starting to slowly be able to respond to everybody. And the responses from the last couple podcasts have been really, really overwhelming and positive. And it's funny because I don't, I, part of me is worried to get a little too heavier, just talk a little too in depthly. But, um, Depley. Yes, I think I just said Depley. Did I say Depley? Let's go to videotape. Jim attempts to say depth with a PTH. However, he adds an LY and tries to get away with a PP and just carry on the conversation as if it never existed. You know, Jim often does this in conversation, often miscues names and doesn't pronounce them well and pretends it never happened just like this conversation where once again let's go back where he says deply talk a little too in deply there you go depth depth in great if you haven't figured out i'm not very good at grammar i'm not the brightest uh fella on the block I don't have a uh, high education or high IQ. I think I get a my my SATs were. I didn't really take them. I, I remember when I took the SATs in high school. I honestly didn't read the answers because I just didn't care. I knew I wanted to act and do stand up, so I just checked off any box. As a matter of fact, the first time I took them, I think I got. I don't know, a score is probably like a thousand, maybe, maybe eleven hundred. And they said, you need to take it again. I took it again, it was an eight hundred. I think you get six hundred points for writing your name. I am the smartest man alive. So it tells you my intelligence factor as far as education. Anyway, all this was me just telling you, wow. Overwhelming response, and uh, I, I put some pressure on myself for this week before the holidays start to make sure I want to talk about something that's cool. Maybe you all can relate. Maybe you can relate to it. I think I, I think I found some stuff. Uh, before we even do that, I'll get into all that. I have a cool first time doing it podcast coming out this Friday. Kind of a bonus. Thank you. You know, at all my stand-up comedy shows now, I film them and I've been audio taping them. And the reason being is I would like people of the Patreon page to have the Friday Night Funnies where I put up a new clip of stand-up comedy every single week. And I want that to last forever and ever where you go, geez, it's been four years and he hasn't played the same stand-up bit. So part of that I wanted to do, last year I remember playing Nyack, and I came out and I winged it for the first 40 minutes talking about New Year's and holidays, and I went, man, 
let me try to get this out before the holidays for you, for the Patreon followers, for all the social media followers. So this Friday, or yeah, this Friday, you will get to listen to, I believe, the Paramount this past week where it just came out and I winged it for almost a half hour. I'm not sure how much we're playing. It's kind of holiday stuff, all stuff going on in the house, and it's all holiday material. So hopefully you can use it. Hopefully you'll get some laughs from it, and hopefully you'll have great holidays. And it's kind of my thank you. Thank you to all of you, and I hope you like it, and happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you whatever you celebrate. I don't know. So keep an eye out for that. So before I get into this cool phone call I got that led to things and a text that led into a certain scenario and a and certain things I got to do. I, I, I'm pretty, I, I wasn't sure where to go, but now I really do. And a particular person really set me in a pretty awesome direction. So before I get into that, I just want to update you on cool little stuff. I don't know if you live in Florida or you're a Mets fan. If you're a Mets fan, I'm pretty excited what's going on. I'm liking this Brody guy. I wasn't sure he's a little Hollywoody to me, a little, a little too flashy, but you know, a young, good-looking guy. But I gotta say, love the first move he made. Love the first move he made with the uh, moving, moving a couple guys to Seattle and bringing in the closer from Seattle and Robinson Cano, and just it was. I thought it was a very smart move. Wilson Ramos, new catcher. Uh, bringing back Jerry's for me, I feel good. I feel really good where the Mets are heading. I think, I think he's making extremely smart moves. So I'm going to, I don't know if you're in Florida, Port St. Lucie, but January 13th, I'm heading to my fourth Mets fantasy camp. Now, if you're listening, you have no clue. A lot of you don't know. It's a baseball camp. And you... I love baseball. That's my passion. Metallica, metal, family, faith, doing the right thing, the Mets, baseball. Love baseball. You come on my house, I force you to play wiffle ball. You don't you don't have a choice. If it's nice out, we're going outside. We're playing wiffle ball. I don't really play. We playing today. And everyone who plays it loves playing it. So this is my fourth year going down to Port St. Lucie and playing baseball. And we play double headers every day. And basically, what is the fantasy camp? No matter what team you're into, look it up. Your team has a fantasy camp. And this is how it goes. At least this is how the Mets go. You go down on a Sunday or Monday. And you, you basically play all the positions in front of all ex-ball players. So I'm going down. If you're Mets fans, Dwight Gooden, Spooky Wilson. If you're going back even further, Ron Swoboda, and Felix Mian, and guys from that era, and then higher levels like Turk Wendell, and it, you know the list goes on and on. Todd Pratt and all these guys, and um, <clears throat> they watch you, and they're the managers for the week. So. Monday morning, they check you out. They check out the way you pitch. They check out the way you hit, the way you field. And then they go in a room and they draft you. And then by late morning, there's about 10 to 12 teams. And those players are your, ma- are your managers. So you may have Mookie Wilson as your manager or whatever team you're into. Say you're the Reds and you have Johnny Bench. He's your manager. And then you compete against the other teams all week. You pitch, you hit, you play the position. And you don't have to be a good ball player. A lot of people are not good ball players. They're not. I'm going to say 10% are people that uh, play soft all the time or used to play baseball or whatever. But they're not. I, I played. I stopped playing baseball in junior high school. And I didn't play it until four years ago. And I loved it so much. This is my fourth year. I can't wait. I train all year just to get back to that fantasy camp. Because you need that training. 
really beats the living snot out of you. And I love it. It doesn't care what you do for a living. No one talks about their job. No one talks about anything. All we talk about is baseball, maybe a little bit of Mets, and just getting to know each other and knowing your teammates and how we're going to play the game today. And I tell you, this is one of the, besides my family, this is one of the things that I look forward to so much year after year. I love this. So I'm flying down to Florida. I just rented myself a condo. And I fly down after my show at the Paramount on the 12th. And I'm going to be there until Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, jump on a flight, head to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I think I get in at 10 o'clock. Hopefully I'm able to grab, uh, I don't know, a cocktail or something when I get in late. And then the morning I have to head and the Metallica tour starts all over. So if you're in Florida, come check out a game. Come, come watch the games. Be, I, I love when people come and watch. I have never, ever, since I've managed, ever told a pitcher to throw at anybody. And if I ever did, I certainly wouldn't make him throw at a f***ing 130 hitter like Lafay or f***ing Bavacqua who couldn't hit water if he fell out of a f***ing boat. So, tonight, the phone rings and uh, I hear from a very special person that I know. And uh, the person says, I have something to share with you. Now, to give you a little background, and, and the person said, I have something to share with you about a story that you shared with me. And I thought, I kind of knew where this story was going because I'll get into the story that I shared with this person. And... The story that I shared, I actually started sharing it on stage. And I don't know if I I don't know if I talked to you about it on the podcast, but first I got the text. When you have five minutes, I want to share a story with you about you would like it. That's what they wrote. And I called this person. I said, What's up? Now, you need to know that this person. Uh, like a lot of you, gone through a really extremely difficult time. Um, I won't go into details, but it's it's life earthquaking devastation. Let's just say that all of you know that moment, that time, that situation. Okay. And, uh, well, first, you know what? I'm going to back up. First, I'm going to tell you the story that I told. I don't know if I told you the story. And if I did, I apologize. And let me just share it. So, I've had a lot of deaths in my life starting from, and, and I think this will help with the holidays too. You're missing someone. A lot of times don't li- people don't like the holidays because it's depressing and you're thinking of someone who's not there rather than thinking of the people that are there. And I like to I like to think that certain things happen for people that maybe aren't here and they're helping the situation now, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I have a friend, I, I, I shouldn't say his name, but I, I have a friend in town who lost a loved one, a very close loved one, perhaps the only loved one in this person's life. And I didn't know much about, all I know is I would go to this place every morning. And when I would go there, I had a little routine. Everyone come in. Some people thought I was the mayor because I knew everyone that walked in and we talk and, oh, this one's going through this and this one's going through that. And this, oh, my kid's coming home. And we would talk and talk. And and that would be my routine. I have, I'd have double espresso and we'd talk about life. And this one person came in would have a mug on their face and just kind of sit there and be mopey. And they brought like a, a, a bummer energy. And um, it started bothering me. And I almost said something to the person. And then 
I waited for this person to leave one day and I asked the owner, I said, what's, can I ask some? They said, yeah. They said, what, what's the deal with that person? Where, where'd that person come from? And, there, and, and, this, and the owner went, oh God, oh God, you have no clue. I said, what? This person lost their loved one. Oh God. Kids? No. Oh. Oh God. Like, yeah, devastated. Comes here, cries. Just cries. Went, oh. Oh my God, it's brutal. So I had a whole I had a whole different look on this individual. And my mission now was to talk to this person. Does this person have hope? Any hope whatsoever? And so we started. Every time they came in, i say, hey, man, what's up? And we'd be into it. So we start talking, and this person brings up what happened in his life. And he can never, ever get through conversation without crying. Crying in front of everybody. And uh, it, was, it was really, it was tough. And then we started getting all heavy. Hello? Good night, baby. I love you. Sweet dreams. Hey, uh, don't forget to reach out to the person at school. Right? Love you. It's my daughter going to bed. And um, so the person talked about um, how they were tormented and looking for all these signs and he said, this person said, you know, I was driving home and the sun was going down. It was this beautiful sunset. And I saw this hawk in the distance sitting on a barren branch just looking at me. And I felt like it was taunting me. It was... It, it was just reminding me of death and how it moved on. And I went, oh, my God, no. Just the opposite. Just the opposite. So check this out. So I have a friend who who's going through all this crazy stuff. And long story short, uh, wife sent him away. And this person went on a retreat, right? Um, and, and this person should tell the story. But... And it's a great story, but I don't want to, because it's a different person's story. Um, and where this person went, one of the people that helped him was a Native American and took him for this long hike to be a spiritual guider. And at the end of the day, basically taught him that... You need to be connected with the earth. You need to know the sun. You need to feel the earth. You need to know everything's connected, whether it's the grass, the roots of the tree, the birds, the this. And long story short, said the, e the, the, the eagle, but the hawk. A hawk in, in their world is the, is the sign. That is your spiritual guider. That, that's the one... They spiritually guide you. They're the ones that are spiritually guided. So to see a hawk, yes, it may be hunting or whatever. That's the spiritual guidance. So I said to this person, I went, no, it's just the opposite. How do you know that wasn't, how do you know that wasn't her? Being the spiritual guider and just in the middle of a sunset? Like, you know how, how beautiful that is? You see this big majestic bird staring at you? And he said, that's so weird because that's what I, that's what I, I felt. I was, I was praying for, for some type of guidance, some type of, I said, you got to stop and let, that's when you got to pull over and just be silent and let it come to you. And so anyway, we're getting, we're talking, man. We're trying to lift, trying to lift him up. And, um. I believe that, that that was one of the cool beginnings of this person seeing things a little differently. 
And, you know, I, I know some of you are laughing like, oh, so look at this so hawk. Uh, you think it's his loved one? And sunset. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, how much, uh, how much do you intake a day? No, I'm being, it's just, if you look at it, look it up. Google it. Google it. So with that, I tell him this story about the story of my friend that went and met this, the American Indian, right? And then I tell him about my father. And my father, when my father passed, that was the, that was the hardest and toughest ever. That was, that was, that was the toughest pain I've ever been through. I lost, I lost a friend years ago. I've lost brother, sister, sister-in-laws. Um, there's been a lot. So, but the, but my father, because he meant so much to me. And I said, all I want to do is hold him. On his last day, I would ask God all the time, like, God, please, I just want to, please let me just hold him before it's over. And I got that. And I, I may have said this a whole bunch of times, and I'm sorry, but maybe some of you are new listeners. So with that, when he passed, there was a couple months later, and again, I apologize if you heard this. Um, and I was in my living room, and I was starting to meditate, right, and pray and talk to whatever out there. I was like, hey, uh, whatever's out there, you know, is is there spirits? Like, are you able to, do we become the wind? Do we become bird? Like, what do we become? I don't want to. I don't fear death, but I don't want to leave here. It feels good here for me. For me. I don't want to leave this. I know I have to one day, and maybe that perspective will be done when I'm older or I'm sick and I can't. I don't know, but right now, the thought of that, I get this terrible feeling inside. I don't want to leave it. I want to feel like my kids are going to, I'm always going to be able to feel the soul of my kids life and everyone I love and so my dad hurt and I and I was asking I had my eyes shut and I was praying I was crying sobbing I would get primal cries I wouldn't sob like Aah! you know the ones that you just make noise Aah! you know those when no one's around you can't wait for everyone to leave the house as soon as they leave the house like, I do it on the road you know how many times I did that on the road I still will get that. I'll get a blast of loneliness or just a, a direction. I'm not sure where I'm going. I literally would drop to my knees and just start. Who are you? What are you doing? Where am I? So lonely. Um, and I was having one of those. I said, just please. Please tell me we just don't evaporate. Because my father kind of thought that. He had that mentality of nothing, it's just, it's over, just boom, there's no spirits, no nothing, it's over. And I disagree with him. And so while I was asking for him, this freaking bird, well, I didn't know it was a bird, something started hitting the window about 20 feet from me. Like a, a simple clink, clink, over and over, clink. And I went to the window, and it was a cardinal. And the cardinal was looking at me, and he would look at me, and he'd start chirping. Cheep, 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 cheep. And I, I kept looking at him. You know, and I, I don't know if I'm crazy, because now part of me is, okay, would, would that have happened anyway? Was that already happening? Or is this happening because I was just asking for some type of sign or something. And so I, I was a little startled, a little weirded out. And I eventually left the room and the thing kept, every time I leave, would fly back into the window. Not slam into it, just kind of fly, almost looked like it was trying to get in. And this happened repeatedly. 
And every time I go look at him, he stopped me, just being a branch, he stare at me and start chirping. Cheep, cheep, cheep. And the crazy part of me is like, all right, is that dad? That you? Like, should I should I put a bird feeder out there? Is that really like is that where you live now? Should I Oh my god, I can't let the cat out. Don't let the cat out, he's gonna eat dad. We can't let the cat out. Dad's outside and he's a cardinal. I finally had enough and I stopped. I was on this porch, this beautiful setting, and I just talked to God. I said, man, I'm so sorry for holding on to my dad. It's to, I'm, I can't keep crying like this. I can't, I'm, it, it's over. It's over. The morning is over. I'm letting you go. I'm letting you go. It's been unfair that I've been holding you. It's been so unfair. I gotta let you go. I wanna be able to look at elderly people. I wanna be able to look at pictures. I wanna I wanna be able to bring you up in conversation and not mourn, not cry, not think so. I wanna laugh because you were so damn funny. My father was hilarious. Hilarious. He did not give a shit about vanity, about how smart you thought. He just called it like I loved him. Um, So much respect for that man. And so I'm just letting you go. I'm not going to cry anymore. It's over. I don't. I don't want to go through this. I'm not going through this. It's over. This is what life is. You knew this was going to happen. You knew this was going to happen. You try to prepare. It's time to move on, Jim Brewer. And uh, had a great rest of the week. We were another couple. Had a great time. We talked about it. And I come home from vacation. My father-in-law is watching the house. He'd come over, feed the cats, and Dee would yell at him because he doesn't feed the cats the right way, and he didn't, and he's supposed to clean the cans and put it somewhere, but he doesn't clean the cans. He's supposed to give a certain amount of food. He doesn't give the right amount of food because he knows better than her, and there's always that bicker and argument nonstop. And I pull in the house. The kids are grabbing their bags and bringing them in. I'm taking all the bags off, and I'm putting it in the hallway, and then I come walking in the house, and the first thing, my father-in-law says to me, Hey, uh, that bird, the cardinal, the cardinal's gone. So what do you mean? I, st- I don't know. Yeah, and, uh, he st- I don't know, stopped a couple days ago and uh, he hasn't, he hasn't uh, I don't know if he left or migrated or where the hell he went, but he's gone. And what? I can't help to think, but I'm not saying I have that power, but what the hell is that? And that bird is yet to return. No bird has ever, ever hit our windows again. I keep waiting for that cardinal to show up again. Has never returned. So, no matter what you're into, that's that's, I got a new saying where I will go, you go, wow, that's weird. And I'll say, no, it's not weird. It's normal. Everything we're taught in life is weird. I believe we're all born with that kind of deep connection spiritually and thought process, but we're trained from the moment we're born watching videos you know, books and this and talking and iPads and computers and school. It's 24-7. Your brain is bombarded non-stop. And it's weird. Oh, you're religious? No, I'm not religious. Oh, you're this. And they, they do everything they can to smear. You're a freak. You're a, you're a this. You're a that. Everything's labeled. Everything's a label. But now, 
did that always exist? And I just looked at it different because I asked for a sign and asked for something to happen. And then that bird showed up or was the bird always there? And I never recognized it. I think I would have recognized a bird slamming into my window. Every single day? I'm telling you, if you live close to me and you run into my kids or you run into my wife, ask them. I'm not exaggerating. This is real. I videotaped this thing. And then I'm away and I ask and I say, I let you go. I'm done. I'm done mourning. I got to let your soul go. I apologize for mourning so long. And I come back and the bird's gone? What? What is that? Is that a bizarre coincidence? Is it just a bird like, well, they migrate and the thing saw itself. And I, and that's another thing. We try to talk ourselves out of it. Spirit moves through all things. Spirit moves through all things. I loved this freaking band. I was heartbroken when they broke up or whatever the hell happened. Just, God. So this person comes more from the science world and from the doctor world where they can't define a higher spirit. Um, and it's interesting because I actually... You know, and now, and wow, I'm starting to bug out now. Where maybe I I would share stories with this person of of my brother who passed, of of a dream I had about him that was so real, it was bizarre. Where he gave me a message to look after his children, and. I, you know, I would try to explain that to people and I didn't know what the hell it was. And I still, I, I think I know what it was, but I don't know. I'm going to look up the lyrics of this song, System of a Down. Uh, science, science. And uh, so who knows? Maybe I was giving them stories to prep for something they eventually went through. And so out of the clear blue sky, um, here we go. I love these lyrics. Making two possibilities a reality, predicting the future of things we all know, fighting off the disease, programming of centuries. Science fails to recognize the single most potent element of human existence. Science has failed our world, and science has failed our Mother Earth. Science fails to recognize the single most potent element of human existence, letting the reins go. To the unfolding is faith. I love that. Spirit moves through all things. Spirit. This is why I loved System of a Down. Because it sounds like noise and madness. Like when you hear this, it's a pretty heavy message. I used to mosh to this because of my passion for it. I would go ape shit. I remember Lars Ulrich came on my bus in 2002, 2003, somewhere on there. And 2001, somewhere in there. And we were moshing in the back of my bus, like violently to System of a Down. Well, he saw it too. This band was on to something. And it wasn't just this. They had a bunch of other songs, too, that were really freaking... But when you hear that, you're like, oh, my God, what's this noise? They had heavy, awesome lyrics. 
Madness. And that is part of my church. That's part of my church. Listen, listen to songs like that. So when this person called me from that, that world that was skeptical, very skeptical, like I said, this person went through a, a horrible tragedy. Horrible. Devastating. To the point where not only did this person and their family hurt, the people that knew them were hurt. I was so hurt for this person, for what they went through. Because they're such beautiful people. And sometimes you go, why would that happen to such a beautiful human being? Why would it happen to such amazing human beings? Why would that happen? And you don't know what to do. There's nothing you can do about it. There's no words. There's no nothing you can do. But now I'm starting to bug out because I remember talking to this person about a deeper spiritual experiences that I went through. And they're like, well, you know, religion. But I said, it's not really, I'm, I'm not talking about religion here. I'm talking about real life experiences. And that's why I like talking to this because you don't know how it's going to relate to your life. And maybe you don't. Maybe I'm just, uh, for some of you, it doesn't whatsoever. But the, the reason I tell the stories is because someone may be touched, someone may be healed from a devastating loss. And I'm telling you, this is one of the... I was so... I felt so good for this person when I, I got the text and I immediately called them. And I said, what's up? What's up? And they said, I was walking along and I went to a particular area where I used to always bring the person I love. And I would always, for some reason, just go to this spot. And... I wanted to share the story because I was went to the spot and I had a dog with me, my dog. And for some reason, the dog went to the spot. I went along the path, but the dog went to the spot. We asked to bring the one I loved. And when the dog went to the spot, it stopped there, which was odd because the dog would never go there. Even when I would stop there, the dog would not go there. The dog went there, and all of a sudden, a baby bird flew down and landed on the dog and stayed there. And the person telling the story said, I couldn't help but think, wow, is this a hello? I feel like this is a hello from the one I love, from the one that left. And it made me feel, it just made me it gives that little bit of hope. It gives that little bit of healing. It gives that little bit of, I know you're here and you're mourning, but I'm here in other ways. And of course, the person doesn't come back, but it's such a beautiful grace of life. And I said, well, what did you think? Did you think that was weird? Did you think it was uh, the person you lost? And they said, yeah, definitely. 
went, really? Like, yeah, it's not my world, but I couldn't help. I just kept thinking of those stories you told me about you and your dad and the bird. And uh, I knew you'd appreciate this story. And I went, you know what? That's heavy. That's heavy. And it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It has, it does not matter. It happened. And you can say it's coincidence, but a freaking bird just landing on the dog and hanging out there, just hopping on its back. That ain't weird. That's a little weird. And I felt so good. So happy for this person because it was the first time we can feel a little bit of healing and a little warmth. This person was able to even bring up the one they lost, their name, and describe them in conversation. Or just like my friend, my friend from the coffee shop, he now talks about it. He laughs. He laughs. He doesn't sit there and cry anymore because he kept talking, telling stories. You know, I remember one day he's like, man, I wish my wife can see all these new friends I have. And I said, how do you know she didn't arrange us all to be with you? How do you know that? What made you stop at this coffee shop? You don't even live in this town. What made you stop here every day? What made you do that? Why'd you, why'd you come here? And he went, I don't know, to be honest with you. There's no real rhyme or reason. And he goes, the next thing you know, this whole community just swallowed me up. And I just, I have all these friends and it's just, it's amazing. And then he cries because he's happy. And I said, how do you know she's not putting that all together? We don't know. So I'm saying, if you lost someone and the holidays suck, try, just try to talk to them, sit, be silent, really reach out there. And who knows? Who knows? You might notice something you never noticed before. You might hear a conversation you never heard before or never really grasped and it hit you in a different way. You don't know. And it might be the beginning of a deeper layer of your freaking soul. I'm telling you. This is not pot driven. It's not drinking driven. I'm just, I have nothing to sell. I'm not trying to sell anything. I really think we're connected like that on ways that we don't even know or understand. And maybe we did one day. I think about that too. I listened to uh, Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. That's how I learned my American history. You know, in American history, they'll sit there and they'll go, ah, you know, and then the pilgrims came and then uh, the settlers came and uh, wars broke out. Like, no, it came and slaughtered everyone. Just came and pillaged destroy it all so and with that you know we came for religious rights and I, did we you're religious but you still can't I, I, I don't know I don't want to get into all that but what I'm getting to is every tribal community which is where we started from has a spirituality has a deeper vision of God's spirit and the way life and earth connects and works with each other. They don't have TVs. They don't have magazines. I walked into a pizza place yesterday because my daughter was having her teeth done and blasting. I walk in, two people were raped today in Queens and blah, blah, blah. Next coming up, Trump's... And I said... Excuse me. And people are all sitting. No one's talking to each other. They're all watching the freaking channel because it's on so damn loud. I said, sorry, I'd love to have lunch here, but you need to turn off the news. I don't want to have to listen to death, horror, killing, misery. There's so much better in life. Can you turn this off while people are just trying to find 20 minutes to eat? 
but that's how engulfed everyone is. I hope this holiday you don't talk politics. I hope this holiday you don't talk about news. And all you talk about is how great someone made your life, whether they're here or not. If they're not, I hope you bring those people up and they make you laugh and you create stories that are awesome and uplifting and you're able to put confidence in one another and you're able to just see a different level of a better life. I really do. I really, really do. And I get too heavy today. Am I getting too heavy? No way. I had this whole other thing about anger that was pretty nuts. That I'm not gonna have time today, which was sick, sick. Another whole wacky freaking story. Madness. I'm telling you, man. Just check it out. Try it. I don't know. Sorry if I got too deep, but I really, really. My intent is there are a few of you that wanted to hear this and there's a few of you that needed to hear that. And it's worth it just to reach the few of you because I know it's going to help. And I hope it does. So besides that, I got a lot to update with you next week. We're going to have a lot to talk about. I have a crazy amount of family coming over. Uh, It's going to be awesome. (laughs) I may even try to tape some of it. I plan on having a dance party about 8 o'clock. I'm planning stuff for the next Metallica tour that I'm not going to tell the crew to try to have fun with all of us. Um, I just hope you all get to enjoy some life no matter what you're going through. So have a Merry Christmas if you're Jewish. Happy Hanukkah. Lachaim. I don't know what that means, but I know my Jewish friend always, uh, every time we have a drink, he's like, Lachaim. Mazel tov. Lachaim. Did I say it right? Um, whatever you celebrate, I don't know. If it's for the better in your life and all that, man, have a great day. Or if you already had it. I don't know. I missed Hanukkah. I just know we do Christmas. And, um, and a great new I'll talk to you before New Year's. But don't forget this this week. This isn't the only podcast coming out. I'm dropping one more. It's stand-up comedy that I did just about the holidays. It For me, it's I've done a lot better, but eh, I think it's pretty cool. You might laugh and you might like it. If you don't like it, just trash it and and all that jazz. Don't, don't say it sucks. Just, if you don't like it, I get it. It's just... Don't say nothing. That's all. I'd appreciate that. Thank you for listening, man. I hope I... Did I get too heavy? Did I get too heavy? I'm sorry if I did. I want you to feel good. I want you to, Let's have a good freaking weekend. Good Christmas. Let's laugh. Let's have a good time. If you're alone, find someone to be with. Just... Just... Let's have a good time. Can't wait to next week. Um, I know I'm going to have a killer start. There's so much I already want to talk about, but I'm running out of time. So I didn't mean to eat up this much time with this story. So I just love that this person called me and said, I need to share this story with you. And to be such a non-believer in that world and being so scientific and so doctor, I loved it. So to you, I don't even know if you listen. Thanks for sharing that. And I already told you on the phone, thank you. It was freaking awesome. And you know I love you. You know I love your family. And to all you guys, thanks for all your comments and everything you do. Keep it coming because you keep inspiring me. I wish you all the best. Have a great weekend. And as always, as always and always, thanks for listening. Thanks for being in my world. Because you're the ones that know me better than anyone else. Thank you.
Have a good one. And they lived happily ever after. <laughs>